They've met with the pastor week after week. He's taught them our precepts and Christ Jesus to seek. He shared the law of our God, which we strive to keep, the prayers, the creeds, and the sacraments deep. Now these young saints are right to partake in Christ's body and blood, all for his sake. A gift you are seeking to commemorate this? Ad Crucem has just what you won't want to miss. We've got icons, art, ornaments, jewellery and more, greeting cards, crucifixes, posters, gifts galore. Your catechized friend will love what you give and treasure the gift all the days that they live. Visit adcrucem.com. That's A-D-C-R-U-C-E-M dot com. Listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. We have a Bree's Big Question today, and I think it's been a while mm. since we've had a Bree's Big Question. You know, there are so many big questions out there. We need to be asking them more often. It's it's very true. And you have chosen a massively big question mm-hmm. for today. <laughs> yeah, I went there. I did go there, didn't I? <laughs> so I I won't even spoil it, Brie. What big question are you asking today? So one of the things that fascinates slash frustrates me in all of my life is this whole concept of the Christian being in the world, but not of the world. And mm. as I, I think about that, a lot of it has to do with, okay, how do we conduct ourselves in a secular society? How do we operate as children of God while still being able to engage professionally or civically in a society that does not proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord? Like, what does that mean for for us as Christians? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I want to tackle maybe this is a series of Bree's big question episodes i don't know i don't want to do them all at once because it will exhaust me there's been a lot of buzzwords well there's always buzzwords flying around Mm -hmm. and i think one of the byproducts of being in the world and not of the world is how we deal with buzzwords like this so Mm -hmm. one of the things that we have to sort of reckon with as Christians is how do we deal with those concepts, those buzzwords? I'm talking about things like wokeness or wokeism. Don't say that. Uh, Right. (laughs) Like critical race theory, things that, Mm -hmm. that I feel like outlets like the media or politicians or whomever do a disservice to Christians by describing with their own agendas behind Mm. them, right? So I think, I believe as Christians that just because there are buzzwords out there that are unfamiliar or they're described as a certain way that's not necessarily aligned with the Christian worldview, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't take time to understand what those concepts are especially through a Christian lens. And like I said, 
in my everyday dealings with, you know, friends and coworkers and people that I would describe as being in like in the pews, the people in the pews Mm -hmm. and even sometimes more prominent influencers and leaders in the LCMS, they're taking what they're hearing and they're sort of parroting what they hear without taking the time to run that buzzword or that concept through what we believe, teach, and confess, not only as Christians, but as Lutherans. Mm-hmm. Okay. So today's buzzword. Oh, boy. Today's concept that I want to talk about today is cancel culture or call-out culture. Oh, boy. This is a sensitive topic. This is a raw nerve for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I know it. We all know it. I think that it is a key weapon of the culture wars that are raging are are being waged in this country that people are sort of scared of and don't want to don't want to talk about. So, you know, I want to be gracious in this discussion. I want to be open. I want to be after this episode is over, I want to have been challenged. Hopefully this will challenge everybody and we can bring some additional insight to how Christians should look at cancel culture. And hopefully, whether or not you agree with what's concluded, you gain other perspective that you never had prior to this. So mm-hmm. let's get into it. That being said, <laughs> so Merriam-Webster defines cancel culture as, quote, a contemporary phrase used to refer to a form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, whether it be online, on social media, or in person. Those subject to this ostracism are said to have been, quote-unquote, canceled. So, and I think social media and sort of online publishing, giving anybody sort of a mouthpiece and a voice has been a real uh, proponent of this. And so when when an individual speaks their mind, more often than not, it's a, it's a person in the public eye. Mm-hmm. Whether whatever they say is right, wrong, or indifferent, they are sort of held under this microscope and analyzed and assessed. And if they say something that a particular group or a particular person doesn't agree with or is offended by, there tends to be sort of this swarm of ostracizing that person, right? Mm -hmm. So we've seen it played out with celebrities. What I will say, and I think this is due to the rise of all of the craziness that spun up out of COVID and masking and vaccines. Mm. Yeah. On TikTok in particular, the Mm. social media platform, I observed a group of individuals on that platform who would find people, usually health professionals, that refuse to get vaccinated or refuse to mask up. And these people would target these individuals that they felt should be vaccinated and masked. They would target these individuals. They would target their employers. They would try to get them fired. They would try to get them just completely out of social graces and just completely ostracized. So not only do we see cancel culture being played out on social media at like the famous people level, but there are real people that are getting hurt by cancel culture as it's played out. And so to have people's lives literally ruined because of 
something they say or believe or teach is just it's not it's it it sucks like yeah. that is just whether whether the transgression is really really bad or maybe it's just like a difference of opinion the way that we treat each other in these days is just despicable mm-hmm. well and even from a from a secular perspective it's ruining the marketplace the free free marketplace of ideas and the concept of free speech. Yep. The idea that you have free speech until the wrong person reads your tweet or sees your TikTok video. And all of a sudden, then you don't have free speech because you are enduring worse consequences than if you were actually taken to court. You know, at least yeah. in court, you have a chance to defend yourself. Whereas mm-hmm. with cancel culture, you really don't. No. Right. Right. There is no defense. I am very curious how... And we don't have to talk about this now. The the how social media has affected this. I can't. I, I'm sure that there was some level of this pre social media. I'm thinking yeah. like I don't know during during high culture wars of of you know the 60s and 70s. I'm sure that people were being treated the same way, but obviously not to the same extent of how we see now. Just because of the the rapid sharing of Mm -hmm. of all of this stuff and how immediate all of this happens Mm -hmm. immediately all of this happens on social media and in some sense you are you're not completely inoculated but you're a little bit protected from cancel culture if you are not on social media right not that we've talked about the pros and cons of being on social media before and i think that that is just it's it's very hard to get canceled if there's no social media for you to a get seen on and b get kicked off of right if you cancel yourself it's harder to get canceled not that there can't be consequences because the the goal of the canceling peoples is not just that someone would get booted off a social media platform you know you could say donald trump was canceled you know in a in a serious way but it does have real life ramifications. You could yeah. be completely off social media, get quoted in a news article, you know, and suddenly find people sending death threats to your house. That's right. that's how yeah. how deep this goes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the worst kind of bullying, mm-hmm. mob yeah. bullying. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And as society sort of moves forward and trudges forward when we talk about things like, you know, social justice and there's sort of this there's sort of this expectation that when you are engaging in social justice, which I I don't think that this is a good thing as a sort of tongue in cheek, self-proclaimed social justice warrior. Th- this is where I, I do not take a step in this direction mm-hmm. where as a social justice warrior, quote unquote, you're sort of expected to it, it has gone so far beyond trying to reach a level playing field for everybody mm-hmm. and it sort of has is is at this place where it's justice comes in the form of retribution mm-hmm. not even like not even like everybody has the same level of opportunity and privilege and whatever like i'm all on board for that sort of thing but people are are starting to take it a little step too far and that's sort of where that's sort of the vein where cancel culture resides is Mm -hmm. you've hurt me or you've hurt this group of people so in order for there to be justice you 
need to be hurt mm. as much and more mm. than I've been hurt. And so and is, more. Yes. Yeah. yes. Because the hurt could be you just said something that offended us. And mm-hmm. the retribution could be you lose your job, your livelihood, your right. your platform, all the rest. Yeah. That it can be way more extreme mm-hmm. yeah. than would yeah. seem sensible. Even if we're talking about, you know, an eye for an eye level, this is like, you know, a left leg for an eye. Yeah, (laughs) right. It's like, it's like, what is, who is it? Lamech? Lamech? Lamech. The the dude in in Genesis who came before Noah and he's like, you hurt me and so I kill a hundred men or something. Mm -hmm, Right, yeah, yeah. Very much like. Ah, justice. Wasn't he among the group that got the flood? Yep, yeah, to come down cool. on the earth uh-huh. mm. that was that go, was his crew uh-huh. yeah yeah Here, you had a thought yeah i was just gonna say that so many of these i mean the buzzwords or th- the things that cause people to be canceled we have such a hard time in our culture these days even having these discussions which yeah. i think is how a lot of this cancel culture is coming about that when one of these topics comes up it is so polarizing now mm-hmm. that we can't even have a reasonable discussion about these things because we all already have these opinions unless you completely agree with each other yeah Yeah. then you can discuss yeah but if (laughs) if you're trying to have a discussion with somebody who doesn't see the same way that you do it is Mm -hmm. so hard unless both parties agree to be like uh, we will have a reasonable and calm discussion about this and see what progress we can make between the two of us I mean, and that like rarely happens on social media anyway (laughs) with anybody. It just it just makes it so hard to even approach these topics without Mm -hmm. having people yelling at you what they believe. And so then then you end up with this. (laughs) Are you Googling Lamech right now? Yes, I am. Read it. Hang on. This is not. I need to go on to chapter six. Lamech. Where are you at? Lamech. Oh, it was in Genesis four. Okay. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, listen to me. Wives of Lamech, hear my words. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for injuring me. Okay, it wasn't a hundred men. Oh, wait, wait, then it goes on. If Cain is avenged seven times, then Lamech, 77 times. Oh, yeah. Oh, good yeah. thing. Good thing Jesus puts the reversal <laughs> on that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I I appreciate you pointing out that this is like not a new thing. This mm-hmm. idea of of right. Retrib- I can't even say that word. Yeah, that one. Justice. I've talked about this so much from which like, isn't really even justice in the in the strict sense of the word. I also find it really interesting that if you look back through various times and places in history, cancel culture totally happened before this. Oh, yeah. We did not invent it. I love. I actually don't love, but I do love the fact that the Egyptians, who like didn't have social media, but they did have like obelisks with inscriptions uh-huh. would like go back through and cancel people retroactively by chiseling their names out uh-huh. of monuments yeah. um there are a couple a couple of of uh, people in egyptian history like hatshepsut the the female pharaoh and uh akhenaten the heretic pharaoh that yeah. we didn't actually know that much about 
for a long time because all of their inscriptions were chiseled out after their yes. deaths. I mean, that's the, that's the ultimate cancel culture right there. Right, right. So I guess cancel culture is just human nature. Well, yeah. and, right. <laughs> Show's over. Uh, I'm free. And this is a Lutheran late. No. So, but I'm, I'm also glad, Rachel, that you said there was sort of this retroactivity to it because not yeah. only not only has cancellation, we'll call it, become more accepted by society in general as a means to like get justice people will go back in time to look at a tweet that they said or a photo that was taken of them that was lewd or obscene or you know they they are they are captured performing some kind of transgression or not that becomes grounds for the cancellation and so like word to my mother if anyone finds a weird picture of me from high school like it's probably not out there but it it like everybody's history mm-hmm. and and present is accessible it's becoming more accessible obs- accessible <laughs> but also like it's it is free reign like to yeah. to uh-huh. and everybody's past is under a microscope and up for I am up for cancellation because of something I may have said or did in the past. Now, mm-hmm. I may have said something that was completely awful or I may have committed a sin or a crime that is just unspeakable and unforgivable. But we also know that redemption is possible. People can change. And those those sins, those tweets whatever they've all been atoned for so mm-hmm. when we ask the question which i don't think we asked yet but it's, in, asked it yet. it's nope. in the title of the episode um <laughs> is cancel culture for the christian and i think i think i didn't ask the question because the loud resounding answer to that question is no 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 it's not don't do it cancel mm-hmm. culture is rooted in human retribution, there is a lack of grace, there is a lack of mercy, there is a lack of redemption. Cancel culture is not for the Christian. Agreed. But why is it not for the Christian? This is where we go beyond saying cancel culture. Bad. Unpack it for us. Right. Let's unpack <laughs> it. Let's understand why cancel culture bad. Okay, first, first, and maybe most important part. No, this is not the most important part, but it's, it's close second. That's a very important it's a part. foundation. It is a foundation. Yes. That's a great word for this. We, in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus' words himself, he asks us to pray, he tells us to pray that we forgive as God forgives. Here's the meaning of the fifth, I think it's the fifth petition. Of the Lord's Prayer. Wait, wait, but he actually prays that we would, that God would forgive us as we forgive, oh, wait. which is okay, actually maybe, like more sobering. Right? Yeah. And that we would that forgive is true. as God forgives. Right. That's what but I'm- to ask God to forgive us like we forgive? Like, that's ooh, scary. That, it is. Mm-mm. It is. Mm-mm. Nope. So the meaning of this petition says, we pray in this petition that our Father in heaven would not look upon our sins nor deny such petitions on account of them. For we are worthy of none of the things for which we pray, neither have we deserved them. 
but that he would grant them all to us by grace. For we daily sin much and indeed deserve nothing but punishment. So will we verily on our part also heartily forgive and also readily do good to those who sin against us. So the the central thought, by the way, Concordia Publishing House has the small catechism and explanation on an app so you can have it on your phone. Noise. So I just pulled this up. The central thought <laughs> says people cannot live in peace with one another for long unless they forgive one another. Mm-hmm. And guess what's guess what you probably Guess what probably doesn't happen when you're forgiving somebody? You don't cancel them. You're probably not canceling them. <laughs> you're probably not trying to ruin their life because that um, those things really just don't. <laughs> you really can't yeah. have those things just don't coalesce, no, in my opinion. Don't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> also, we know, and we know this as Christians, that the sins of all mankind, past, present, and future, have been atoned for by Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Anything that has been said or done has been atoned for. There are still consequences for actions. There are still mm-hmm. consequences for actions, absolutely. But that doesn't mean you're not forgiving. Correct. There's a difference between forgiveness and consequences. And you should and you as as the individual who's been trespassed against are not necessarily the determinant of that retribution, Correct. of that punishment. Mm-hmm. Is God, God says, well. vengeance is mine, I will repay. Correct. Yes. yes. Yep. And we okay, can trust him to, to, to handle that. Yep. I'm pulling out something else from the catechism. Do it. Oh, I got one too. It's gold. I wonder if it's the same one. <laughs> so the question, does forgiveness mean that I must forgive and forget? Because you hear this yes. all the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, this says, forgiveness does not mean having no memory of past wrongs, but... We ask our Father in heaven to free us from the anger and resentment that may accompany those memories. We relinquish them into his merciful hands and trust him for healing over time, which also means you don't cancel people. Correct. But we're humans living in a fallen world, and so we have to deal with what happens right. because we do wrong each other. But that means living in a life of repentance and forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. not of calling each other out and making each other's lives worse. Exactly. Okay, mine is from a completely different section of the Catechism, from the Ten nice. Commandments, Ooh, the Eighth right. Commandment. And we we oh. mention this all the time in Lutheran social media. Careful, you're violating the Eighth Commandment. But let's, I mean, the actual, the Eighth Commandment, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. And I think for a lot of kids especially, this is like the confusing one, because you want to say it says you shall not lie. But no, it's saying more than that. It, it basically mm-hmm. is saying you shall not use your words to hurt somebody else. And so Luther's meaning for this, what does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not tell lies about our neighbor, betray him, slander him, or hurt his reputation, but defend him, speak well of him, and explain everything in the kindest way. Yup. Well, if that doesn't say anti-cancel culture, I don't know. Correct. Don't you just love our Lutheran doctrine, though? I have I to know. just like shout out to Lutheran doctrine and all of our predecessors who wrote all of this stuff down for us. Right. Okay, but here's it's a qu- here's yeah. a question that I actually didn't write down, but here's Ooh. a tangent. Like when Martin Luther would like write letters to people who were messed up, and like he would call <laughs> them names and stuff. Was that was he canceling them? Do you think was uh, he breaking the eighth commandment? No, because he wasn't taking away. Yeah, he did sometimes get a little harsh, 
And there may have been times when you could look at him and go, whoa, Luther, walk it back a step or two, man, please. But he was not materially hurting them in the same way. And he was speaking his mind, not necessarily out to do them harm. Right. Well, and I see that others may disagree. I do want to point out that there are two specific sections in the Bible that sort of address reconciliation and how we live with each other when someone has been wronged, especially in the life of the church. So Mm. we do we practice where we should be practicing reconciliation as it's outlined in Matthew 18, 15 through 20. Someone want to look that up and just read it real quick. I'll look it up. Thank you. One moment. Thanks. Oh, you're already old. there looking up Lamech. I know, exactly. Hey, do you have, do you have some hold music for us, Brie? <laughs> Don't get me canceled by talking about <laughs> cancel culture. That would be <laughs> ironic. People on the left and people on the right are coming for my life. Wow, okay, that's a dark turn. To 19, <laughs> oh, 15 to 20? 15 through 20, yeah. Okay. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his faults between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two or three of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. Thank you for that. So I'm listening to this and I'm like, yeah, um, Tell it to him privately. That is try privately as in not on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Tell it to him with a couple of, you know, bring a couple of friends. Tell it to the church. And OK, but then at the end, it does say treat him like a Gentile and tax collector, which kind of sounds like canceling somebody. So, so not like there is no canceling, but it is something to be avoided at all costs. So it's not your I, first step. Mm-hmm. And see, I don't even think treating someone as a Pharisee or or. As a tax collector or... They didn't try to ruin the lives of just... Just just excluding them from the fellowship. Yeah. Correct. If you want to shun... No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Shunning is okay. Canceling, not okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like when when you bring it to the church, right? If you're at sort of step three, I guess I'll say... Like, that's still not taking it to Twitter and having the court right. of public opinion. This is still an, an, an one, IRL yeah. situation. <laughs> but even then, like, treating them like a, a tax collector, like, yeah, that's there's absolutely nowhere in there that says you need to make this person's life a living hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's not cool either. But I've heard a common rebuttal to... The Matthew 18 model as the rebuttal passage that I hear. First Timothy 5, starting at verse 17. Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. For the scripture says you shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain and the laborer deserves his wages. 
This is where it gets spicy. Do not admit a charge against an elder except on the evidence of two or three witnesses. As for those who persist in sin, rebuke them in the presence of all so that the rest may stand in fear. I don't feel like those are in conflict, though. Yeah, I, feel I don't like, either. Yeah. Like a- Bring it to the church. Rebuke them in the presence of all. We're still talking about real life situations, right. real life relationships and settings. I don't think either of these passages necessarily referring to, I mean, rebuke them in the presence of all. Go on social media and tell mm-hmm. millions of people how bad they are. Not the same thing. Not the same. Mm-hmm. Well, and so if if I am going to if I am going to make a distinction here, I think that the Matthew 18 section is especially pertinent for those of us in the laity. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. like the first Timothy verse if we wanted to. It is to. specifically talking about pastors. Right. So yeah. that's like, the, so elders are like pastoral office types. So if you have a pastor in your midst who is scandalizing the church, then yes, you you need to bring it to light and do whatever needs to be done in light of that situation. I think our brothers and sisters in the Catholic Church would agree that a little cancel culture at the right time would have been probably a good thing back when there was some, you know, terrible misdeeds happening. Right. So as we sit here and (laughs) condemn cancel culture... There's obviously cancel, cancel culture, people. Like, cancel culture. <laughs> there's obviously a fear. I think, especially amongst Christians, to be canceled mm. by virtue of something that they believe, teach, or confess mm. mm-hmm. as a Christian. So, mm-hmm. like, ver- by virtue mm-hmm. of their Christianness, yep, they are scared to get canceled. They're scared of that ostracization. They're scared of getting their lives ruined. Mm -hmm. And that can be a real fear if you work in a secular Mm -hmm. environment as a believer. Yep. And I mean, that that can happen for sure. I mean, you could have your livelihood taken away from you if you if you work in a place that people do not agree with you and are very vehement about it. That's a real fear. and, And there are ways to, again, as we navigate our lives as in the world, but not of the world, like there are ways to live in quote unquote harmony with a coworker who is maybe not a believer or a neighbor who is Jewish or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there are ways to live lives alongside of these people. But but point being, I think we should rejoice when we get canceled. Like, yes, mm. it's it's scary out there to be a Christian sometimes, but. And I think it's okay to be scared, but I also think that, I mean, Jesus himself said it wasn't going to be a cakewalk, right? Yeah. 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 Well, like, and you look at the example yeah, of the, the early church in, in Acts who, ca- who rejoiced, who have been counted worthy to suffer for the name. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, how could we say anything different? And but I, it's, I, it is scary. I don't want to pretend that it's not. I don't want to pretend that oh, yes, let's throw a party because I got fired for being a Christian. Like, it's not, it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. hard out Mm -hmm. there, right? But at the same time, this is what our faith in a secular world can lead us to. Like, that's just, we've been been promised that, is Mm -hmm. that it's going to be hard. Mm -hmm. We are part of a counterculture that is seen as unloving. Mm -hmm. It's seen as unkind. It's seen as hateful. But these are all by the world standards. 
And we will be hated for living a life that God has told us to live. Mm. We've seen Christian lives and livelihoods destroyed over what we believe, teach, and confess. There are a lot of high-profile celebrities, for example, who are speaking from a position of their faith, and those Mm. words have been perceived as hateful. And so that's when the cancelers come and, and try to disparage that person's name and that just it 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 happens and when it does happen we shouldn't really be surprised or say how can this be because jesus said that's what this is Mm -hmm. but i want to be clear though being a christian (laughs) and knowing that cancellation is certainly on the table for you as a christian that is not carte blanche to just go out there And say whatever you feel like saying because you're just going to get canceled anyway. Like, we're not going to be, let's not be belligerent Christians who are just going to use this as a license to be Mm -hmm. hateful, unloving, and unkind. Yeah, because that's getting Getting canceled for expressing your Christian beliefs, awesome. Getting canceled for being mean, not Not so awesome. awesome. Not at all. No. Not (laughs) at all. So... What I would close with is an admonition to my fellow Christians, particularly my fellow Lutherans, is that while we are concerned about being in the world and of the world, and we want to avoid acquiescing to the secular culture, you need to be mindful that canceling people is acquiescing to the culture. Mm. So Mm -hmm. you may have people in your life who have wronged you or they've said something, they've done something, they've expressed a difference of opinion from you. And it might feel tempting to, you know, put that person on blast or write an angry blog post or drag someone through the mud in on a message board forum. I mean, we've seen it happen, Mm -hmm. you know, Sometimes the worst culprits are like pastors, you know, and so we are sinners and we are not above acquiescing to cancel culture. Sometimes it gets the best of us. But as we live our lives as Christians, we need to be mindful of that and how we conduct ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are better we than that. <laughs> That's the we should be better we than should, that. We should be better than that. In Jesus, we are better than that. Mm-hmm. And so to bring this all to a close, like, yes, cancel culture, not for the Christian. Don't cancel people. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Like the retribution, the retribution does not belong to you. It belongs to God. And that that sin, that pain has been taken care of by Jesus. At the same time, we should know that cancellation for us is around the corner. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem fair that we should be like we should be happy about getting canceled, but also that we shouldn't be canceling anybody. It doesn't sound fair because it's just straight up isn't fair. Like I, that's just that's just the way it is. So in closing, I guess what I'll say is instead of taking up arms against cancel culture or can't or giving in to the temptation to cancel somebody who has wronged you or has said something or believes something that you don't agree with. Here are some ways to remedy the situation. First of all, prayer is always 
a wonderful and good thing. And mm-hmm. the Lord hears us and our prayers and knows our fears and our hurts. Mm-hmm. So even if it's a person that you don't know who has said or done something that is just absolutely despicable, it could be it could be a politician, it could be a celebrity, it could be a key influencer, it could be a leader in the church. Pray for them. Pray for them, pray for for their forgiveness. And pray for your own forgiveness, because in our hurts, we do have a tendency to seek that retributive justice. We want to take matters into our own hands, and we want our enemies to feel the pain that we feel and then some. So pray for them and, and, and pray God would forgive your own sins and your own temptations to cancel somebody. Mm-hmm. Pray for your enemies regularly. Like even even if there's not an instance where somebody has just completely wronged you, and you know somebody, it's just, where it's like an oil and water situation, mm-hmm. and you just can't seem to get along or like work together harmoniously or live together harmoniously. Pray for your enemies on the regular. You would be shocked to know, like, to realize what a prayer life can do for your relationships like you may not see like a direct connection between prayer life and the relationships that you have with people but it's it, it may be subtle but it's there it can really it can really change how you interact with people mm-hmm. study Matthew 18 be in the word constantly it's the same thing with prayer you wouldn't believe how reading the bible just changes you <laughs> from really the does. inside out mm-hmm. i read the i I don't usually brag about this because it seems silly to me, but like for the last five years, maybe my husband and I are on the Bible app. I think it's I don't know. I'll post a link to it in the show notes, but we do a canonical plan where we just read the Bible from start to finish in a year. And like it's getting to a point where it's like it's changed how I think about things and what I know. And it's opened up these different areas of my brain. And so Mm -hmm. One of the one of the byproducts, I think, of being in the word helps you have those difficult relationships with people without having without feeling like you have to resort to condemning somebody mm-hmm. or calling for somebody's resignation or signing a petition or whatever the case may be. Well, and seeing when you are in the word, you start to see things from higher up. Is that right to say that? You put things within the context of God's grand plan for all of humanity, and you're less bogged down by the petty little stuff. It's more big picture, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It helps you sort of step back from every situation and look at it through the lens of God's love for his creation. And again, Oh, yeah. You get to to start looking at things through the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Yes. Seeing things in that way, because he brings us into his body and we get to start seeing things right not from our human perspective Mm -hmm. right right yep furthermore go to church as much as you can receive the means of grace as much as you can i cannot begin to tell you how much these directives have allowed me to have these more difficult discussions and talking about things like cancel culture and has it has prevented me from going on like these 
rage cancellation <laughs> campaigns. Like it just, I cannot stress enough the importance of doing those things when you're not in the world and not when you're, when you're trying to live your life, mm-hmm. basically is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And that can be hard, but it's a necessary formula, I think, to mm-hmm. help the way that you interact with folks that you love and feel like you don't love all the time. Mm-hmm. So it can be a, it can be a long, painstaking process to get to a place where you're not canceling everybody and are okay with being canceled. Mm-hmm. But that's nothing. That's nothing new. Yeah, that's all I got. That was great, Brie. Can I have one more? Can we? We've had a lot of scripture in this. Yeah. Yeah. Can I have, add yeah. one more? That yes. verse that came to mind. Well, There's verses passage much. from Jude. Ooh, yes. okay. Jude seventeen <laughs> and following. Okay. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last time, there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. Mm. Like they saw social media coming. <laughs> it, is, it is these who cause divisions, worldly people devoid of the spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life, and have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others, show mercy with fear. Hating even the garments stained by the flesh. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forevermore. Amen. 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 That's perfect, actually. Perfect conclusion. Because it's like, yeah, people are garbage, but like you still have to love them because God loves you. Yep. And you're not a piece of garbage anymore because Jesus. Yep. I love it. That's all I've got. Fantastic. So, I'm less exhausted than I thought I was going to be talking about cancel culture. <laughs> it's a we tiring topic. Thank you. Please don't cancel me. We'll be back next time to talk about some other terminology that scares and offends people. So <laughs> stay tuned for another big question episode. Stay tuned for another buzzword big question. <laughs> If I ever recover from this one, (laughs) of course, don't come for me in the comments, please. (laughs) Speaking of comments, ladies, we'd love to know what you uh, think (laughs) in our Facebook group. Just don't hurt my feelings, please. (laughs) (laughs) You can join our group on Facebook where we can talk more about cancel culture if you'd like. That is the Lutheran Ladies Lounge on Facebook. You can also follow us on Instagram at Lutheran Ladies Lounge. We might share some photos of where we're going to be uh, this summer and around. We're going to a lot of LWML stuff. LWML. Yeah. yeah, so we may show up somewhere. We'll, mm. show the, we'll share those pictures on Instagram too. You can sign up for our newsletter, monthly newsletter, if you'd like to get Lutheran Ladies Lounge in your inbox. Or if you're not on social media and you want to stay connected, you can find out how to do that in the show notes for this episode. Or you can just send an email to Lutheran Ladies at kfuo.org and we'll get you signed up for that e-newsletter. You can find all of our podcasts at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge or on the KFUO radio app or on your favorite podcasting app. 
You are listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm gonna get canceled. I know it. <laughs> Just kidding. But not by me. Ah! Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> KFUO Radio and the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast are underwritten in part by Ad Crucem. Visit them online at adcrucem.com. Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Join our community on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. 1 Timothy 5. Which verses? I have to find the specific verses. Hold on. Not the entire chapter. Right. Yes. Please take 30 minutes. Stop (laughs) drinking only water and use a little wine because of your stomach and your frequent illnesses. Is that the one you're looking for? (laughs) That's that's the one. Alternative (laughs) to Matthew 18. (laughs) Start drinking wine. (laughs) Okay. So, oh my goodness. (laughs) In closing, before before a tornado sucks us up into the sky. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it got dark outside. Ominous. It does. Yeah. It's really black outside. It it's it just is. rain. <laughs> Spring. Famous oh, last April. words. I know, right? Watch the tornado. <laughs> the 2020 album? Oh, Which one was that? Goodness. The- Look! <laughs> Rachel, what? you did not get it. Oh my gosh. Ew. Oh my gosh. Ew. Luther just like Ew. walked up outside the studio window <laughs> and he had like flung his beard to the side like giant mutton chops. It was like a three point beard. Yeah. It's a classic Ken move if Ken had a beard like that. Yes, it totally he is. He have a beard like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. He does not now have a beard like that. This oh is gosh. not the cold And then he episode. ran away. Like, he waited till all of us saw, and then he ran away. I wonder if he heard me scream. Is this really soundproof? It is pretty soundproof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I blew out your eardrums, everyone. Are there actually, I think, is there like another? It's double pain. So there's, yeah. it's just air in between. Oh, okay. It looks like there's like a another layer. Oh, now my abs are in there, but that's just in Woo! case they want to make a triple pain at some point in the future. I guess I'm gonna ask him if he heard you screaming. There you okay. go. Thank you. <laughs> Luther did hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. He asked how how far below zero decibels was she? And I was like, well, Brie has learned to not yell into the microphone. So <laughs> Yeah, at least I was pointing that way. You're welcome, everyone. That's probably why I heard you. That's right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Here it is.